How's everyone doing? How are you, Colin? Good. Good, very good. good. How are you? Kyle, nice to see you here. Good to see you. And uh, Lars, Funk the Void from Hi, Barcelona. Uh, hi, guys. How's everybody doing? And so I invited you guys because you're... Um, see all of you. Uh, you're experienced uh, streamers and you make uh, you make look myself and Colin as total amateurs because you're sitting there with <laughs> nice background <laughs> and big mics. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Chairs and stuff. You've got the kick-ass studio though, Joachim. Come on, give me a break. Look, I thought that was actually like a, like a JPEG, whatever, of a... You know, a <laughs> green screen. <laughs> green screen, yeah. I thought it was like, like, you know, like in the Zoom chats with you use a green screen. But yeah. yeah, that's your actual, your real studio. Well done, mate. Well yeah, done. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an actual space. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so yeah, uh, great to be here, and thanks for the invitation. And uh, yeah, I mean, Twitch for me, Kyle can explain as well. It's just been a great platform for me. I've just gravitated towards it the last few last few weeks, especially. And I don't know. I think it's a good space. It could be a great space for music producers, DJs. I think it's definitely a platform we should uh, look into more. What but, do your uh, What do your Twitch sessions uh, look like? I, I've I've seen a few, but uh, maybe you can explain to people. Because I'm still, um, yeah, I'm still finding my feet. I don't know whether to, you know, because it's it's basically a video gaming program uh, platform, and uh, it is. It's it's, it's all for, like gamers, right, Kyle? It's a gamers gaming platform. Yeah, and we've kind of permeated into the 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 kind of um, the platform as well, music production as well, uh, DJs as well. I mean, but I just don't know where to where to where to settle with the. Am I going to be a variety streamer or am I just going to do music production or D? I mean, it's just, I used to game when I was younger, but I'm, I'm pushing 50 now. It looks kind of pathetic if I'm playing video <laughs> games. I mean, I know to me, like, my son thinks it's hilarious, but um, I'm still, I'm, I mean, for me, it's like about the production side of music, like um, showing my methods, how I create from start to finish, warts and all. It's just, that's what it is for me. And, it, and it's actually kicking me up the ass to create music again. So I've, you know, I have nice. super long sabbaticals and I, as, we, as you probably know, I, I hardly release tracks, but when I do, it's like, a, you know, I release a spurt of work. But yeah, Cal could probably um, divulge further on what he does with the, with the platform. I mean, I think it was kind of an accident for me. Um, there were, I, when the pandemic really hit, I decided to just do some... I thought I looked at the tweet the other day, someone liked it and I read the wording and I said, for the next couple of weeks while we're in this position, then I'll, I'll do some free uh, tutorials for how to produce an Ableton. And uh, someone was, uh, there were, there was an impressive amount of people that were adverse to Facebook um, that they didn't have a Facebook account. And they said, you should get on Twitch. And I said, I've, I've heard of that, but, but what is it? Oh, and I went on, and the website is actually super clunky, in my opinion. Uh, it's it's not a real interesting thing. And I was uh, talking to a friend of mine, uh, Lag, and I said, I don't, I don't get this. So people are people are watching people play video games. He's like, Kyle, you go into a stadium and you watch people kick a football. And I said, Ah. Okay, so it's it's it's, it's okay. You win, you know. And that that, like that that comment was when I I really was like something switched. And Twitch was always I was doing these more formalized tutorials or workshops on Facebook streams, and then Twitch was kind of like um, I always said if if Facebook was the the university lecture. 
Twitch was um, seeing your professor kind of tipsy at a karaoke bar. Um, <laughs> and, and, and weirdly yeah. enough, I found the, the kind of tipsy at the karaoke bar a lot more interesting than the, the formalized workshop. So, yeah, yeah so it's I like, I, I guess because it is the culture is uh, definitely from from the gaming um, area and it is basically um, there is a, 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 a like a th some kind of element of interaction to it, but mm. really all you're doing is watching over the shoulder of somebody else doing something, right? So it's like uh, mm -hmm. visiting and um, uh, visiting somebody um, performing something, you know, either, either a game or or uh, or yeah. making music. So in that sense, it's less formal and it you can it can look shittier. It it can be un less produced, you know. It's it's more like you're dropping in and just sort of um yeah, uh, yeah i think it's, it's almost almost voyeuristic in a sense you know <laughs> yeah. i think we're, i think we're once one step behind uh all fans whatever it's called only fans <laughs> 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 right i don't know maybe I'm, I'm, yeah. but it's, it's kind of weird but it did come from the gaming community never heard of that site uh, yeah i was just <laughs> i think it's for these i don't know it's maybe it's like soft porn people just pay money to whatever what some uh girls like on the toilet or whatever it's somewhere i've never seen the site to be honest i just know that it's a weird a weird kind of streaming thing as well where you pay like a certain amount of money it's just um i don't know it works it works for me it's like uh i'm still getting the hang of it but i love the whole production side of it nice. you know being in control yeah. and working with new programs and it, you know it kind of excites me to create stuff again so that that's the reason i'm doing it plus it seems to be a bit more you connect more with it with your audience i guess it seems to be a bit mm -hmm. more personal than, than youtube or facebook I don't know. Yeah, have you guys I, ever I, done I, any of the? Um, have you guys ever done any of the YouTube streaming at all, or have you gone straight for Twitch and just stuck to the platform? And I've just done straight Twitch. I just I don't even never even thought about using YouTube. I don't know because I've got friend. I have good friends on here. I saw Kyle. I'm one of Kyle's like loyal subscribers, and uh, <laughs> appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> he's he, yeah. He's really uh, he's actually paved the way for me to get. He's given me the courage to do this. Do this as well. Okay. But seeing how effortless, cool. effortlessly he does it. So, um, and then I'm a friend of comedian Limmy, and he's been twitching for two years, and he has like quarter of a million followers. So I regularly visit these streams. And there is a sense of community there. There is, you know, it's, it's a nice space for me to hang out, you know. It's like, yeah. and then you're, you're building friendships uh, with these other people. And it's like, um, yes, I mean, it's a, it's a nice place to be. It's a nice place okay. to be. About the voyeurism uh, thing. Yeah. I, would, I, I saw both you and Kyle um, going through your promos. On, oh, on Jesus. No, 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 seriously. But the thing is, <laughs> this is dangerous, dangerous I, territory. No, Welcome but, to no, my pain. The thing is, you know, I, I always have a. I really have to dedicate myself to 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 do that. You know, to I have to pick like a a few hours to really go through all the promos and then listen to it. You know, you know how it goes, right? You sure. end up dismissing like ninety percent or ninety nine percent of whatever you're listening to. Um, and I see it as like an admin job. You know, you have to not do you have to, but it, it's just um, people send you stuff and you yeah you want to find out what's there. And um, it's sort of, I, I find the whole promo thing usually like uh, it's like shooting with a hill, you know. It's like uh, mm. you, 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 you get spanned with all these things, and then you have to kind of make your way through it and find uh, the gems. Um, and I, I don't, you know, I enjoy it after the fact, you know, that I found like ten new tracks that I like to play or that I like to listen to. 
um, that's the only sense of accomplishment or joy I get out of it because you're basically just two hours of uh, <laughs> clicking things and listening things and skipping things, you know. Uh, but listening to you, <laughs> listening to promos is way more fun for me. It's like, <laughs> We're probably on the same like, list. Oh, we should just I should do, do dirty work, you know. I'm just going to sit back and, uh, you know, and, and when I see something, I go into my promos and, you know, nine out of, nine out of ten times, I it's already, it's all it's in my mailbox as well. So I just have to look up the ones that you played to me uh, <laughs> to find, to find the, the right ones, you know what I mean? So it's, you, you, it works. Uh, it's a really you, nice format. <laughs> you big you big dogs used to have to pay us to do that. <laughs> yeah. you know? I was never one of those downloaded four guys. Yeah. But I also think, I mean, I, I hear a lot of people that was, I mean, I sometimes feel the same way about going through promos, but I also feel right now a lot of people are apprehensive about releasing music because like why release dance music when dance floors are closed and i think man like i was a bedroom dj for so much longer of my life than i was a club dj and i would be really upset if people said well it's not being it's not available in clubs so i'm just no one's going to release music anymore but then the the other side is is that a lot of people are really going to lose a lot of money probably on doing releases right now. So if if there's a way that maybe and maybe if I do a, if I absolutely hate something on a promo, maybe there's three people in the chat that really dig it and could you know that that can give a little bit of a boost to yeah, it's almost like college radio or like, uh, you know, sort of you, you're in a sense a curator or um, yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, you, you play stuff and other people watch you play stuff or listening to whatever you play. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a nice format. I, I, I think I, it's I, the old. I mean, I, I, I enjoy the I enjoy the, the sort of the Ableton tutorials yeah. as well. But um, I know enough about Ableton to. Uh, yeah you know, to not be completely captivated by that, you know, yeah. uh, but um, see, I think, I think Colin, you, you told me when we met last uh, a few a month ago, you had an idea to do a curated thing, like play, you're playing music on, oh, yeah, online. Yeah, Have you... yeah it's this, uh, I'm, I'm actually still considering this and thinking about ah. actually doing this. It's, um, uh, but... Might be nice on Twitch. Yeah, it's actually that's and I'm 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 very interested in hearing you guys talk about going through promos and stuff like that because um I'm probably by now the entire context in which you are listening to stuff has completely changed as well because mm. well, yeah, uh, none of us has hit an actual club or dance floor in so long right now. Um by now I guess the whole energy flow of how you listen to things has changed as well in a way. So Absolutely. Uh, when you're going through promos and stuff like that, are you picking out different things? Like uh, do, do you all of a sudden have this kind of like the bedroom DJ hat on going like, oh, but this is the stuff I want to hear now or um, how, how does that work for you guys? I mean, I've, I've never touched a turntable in my life except for play, putting on one record and then putting it aside again and doing it over. So I, I don't know what um, uh, how you guys listen to it in days like these it depends for me on uh sometimes i see like a super you maybe i think everybody's different but if i had to guess maybe i get between 10 and 20 promos a day and mm -hmm. sometimes it's like oh i really like this artist yeah oh this sounds interesting or sometimes the the label just sounds so stupid 
that I can't help, but I can't help but uh, listen to it, you know. And sometimes I've been, sometimes I've been really wrong on that, you know. And I and and so you, for me, if you did all, I I really listen to promos when I'm going through them. I'm not just like listening if I like a kick drum or something. So it's a time-consuming process, and there's no way I could go through all of them. Yeah. So you have and, to kind of cherry pick. And is it because this is this is massively helpful, by the way, because I'm right now in the process of starting to assemble a list of stuff that I'm sending out to people. But um, <laughs> like hearing that you have like 10, 20 promos a day arriving at your desk, it's almost like, OK, so so what can you do to make your record in any way more appealing than the other? Or is it just toss it in there and hope that uh, hope for the best or? Well, um, if you want to talk about how to promote your record, then that's a whole different story from from the label perspective. You know, you can choose yeah. to work with a promotion company, and and then even uh, they have different methods of doing things. You know, some some have uh, fixed lists like a mm. a list, b list, and c list and stuff. Um, I mean, I I to be honest, I don't really think the the sort of uh, uh, just spamming way of doing things is is necessarily helpful because mm. uh, you'll just end up on the pile, you know. Yeah. Um, but of course, if you if you yeah if you if you target the people that might be interested in your stuff very precisely, then mm -hmm. uh, I think you you can you can get better results, you know. To be honest, right. I think. Uh, but um, I don't know how you think about it. But um, if if people see your name, they'll probably click on it because they know your name um, right. you know it's you, you make a better chance to get on top of the pile if if you, if your name or label is is recognized by the by the people who, who get uh, the promo yeah um, so that's one thing um, but yeah I, I would I would say don't don't try to push it in everybody in everybody's faces too much you know just select yeah. select the few uh, people you think might uh, be triggered by getting them right. Yeah. yeah, and the more personal, to be honest, um, the better. Yeah, you know, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Like have a streamlined list of like maybe thirty or forty DJs. Always, yeah. if you're going to send a promo, find out about the label uh, owner. Find out the, the best selling track on the label. If you're doing a cold calling kind of demo email or a promo, just right. you got to first of all, you know, first name term. You know, as soon as you open the email. Um, you know, it's just the, the personal touch works so well. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I just don't like this HTML emails with all these kind of like fancy kind of graphics. I'd rather just have a, a sentence and a link. To be honest, right. uh, yeah. that's that works for me. If I'm looking through promos, that they're the kind of the only promo emails I'll, I'll check out. But I did get a couple of good tips from Kyle when I watched your stream the other time. That arts, mm. that arts uh, uh, release was great. Remember that that crazy arts mm -hmm. record? I, I played it in my stream. So yeah, I mean. If that you could that just, artist was discovered on Twitch by Emmanuel. That's correct. On the Friday, because we, we yep. forgot, Emmanuel uh, does a great Friday afternoon uh, Twitch sessions, like seven or eight hours, listening to new material. And yeah, that's that's a great that's a great uh, mention actually for Emmanuel. He uses Twitch quite well. But if yeah, feel free. Uh, you can listen to all my promos from now on, Kyle. If that cool, 
I'll pass you everything, and then you just tell me. You just get to keep the good stuff, and I'll, you know, that's great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> just snag it all. Just snag it all. Did you yeah. see? So, Joachim, did you see me with my death whistle? You know, every time I didn't like a promo, I gave a blue the, the death whistle. <laughs> what the hell is that thing? It's, a, it's, a, it's like a, it's, a, it's like an Aztec death whistle. Uh, the warriors of the Aztec Empire used to uh, use this on the top of a mountain before they attacked their 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 enemy. It's like okay. 200 of these whistles going off. I'm not, I'll probably blow the mic, but it sounds, it sounds I mean, I'll blow a little bit. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, so they, they, probably, blew, they, they blew it yeah, before, like, the, before the attack? Before attacking. Before so, attacking. If you imagine 200 like Aztec warriors blowing yeah. the shit out of that. I wasn't even blowing it properly. I've got asthma. But, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, 200 of that on a hill. It sounds like screaming, like crazy screaming. Man, so I that's my, that. yeah. <laughs> that's just, that's like know. my gong show. That's my gong, my gong show uh, whistle, whatever. I think it's a very kind way of attacking people, you know? Just, hey, <laughs> run, run. <laughs> Go away. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, I had a bit of a death whistle phase. I'm out of that now. But yeah, that's cool. Nice. Funny though. <laughs> it's not a real skull. A it's death just whistle spreading. phase. <laughs> <laughs> I go through phases of collecting shit. Is that so a Trezor it, shirt? It's a tre, tre, Trevor shirt. Trevor. <laughs> it's a misprint. It's a misprint. <laughs> Actually, I made it for Trevor Rockcliffe. He has to collect it, though. This is for Trevor Rockcliffe. Ah, I, I, <laughs> he just, uh, he's back to making music now. Yeah, his stuff is great. I, I love that Jack and sound, that kind of like late 90s, early 2000s Jack and tech, tech house sound. You know, he's always kept to his guns and yeah, it's just great. It's got that, that super funk vibe, really fast, kind of like frenetic beats. I really hope that sound makes a comeback at some point, but it never went away for me. But yeah, Trevor's back making music. I think he's, um, what was the name of his label? I can't remember. It's, it's back in, it's back anyway. It's not Stroll, but something else. But yeah, I saw, I saw that in the promo pool, so it's nice to see Trevor back. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I saw. Um, um, I'm, I'm always ignoring the the comments. Sorry about that, people. But um, I saw some friends showing up, and actually, Yako Yako, a guest from a few weeks back, she uh, she commented on your shirt earlier. So oh, uh, really? it's being noticed, uh, <laughs> Lars. <laughs> <laughs> I wear it everywhere I go. I mean, I kind of wear it if I'm DJing, whatever. Just it is that kind of like double double take. It's a double take T-shirt, you know. Yeah. I did have other. I mean, I've got like, so many, so many ideas, so many ideas I need to. But I, I just this is a one-off. I never, I never sold this. Obviously, I would never bootleg the Trezor logo, but it's just, uh, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. It's fun. No, yeah. What was the other? One? I did the Roland. I did Ronald instead of uh, Roland. Oh, yeah. I did Ronald. Did you see the Ronald? <laughs> it's the it's the it's the, <laughs> it's the Roland logo with Ronald. Just Ronald. So uh, my producer friend who's called Ronald, he he bought one. So it's, you know, play awards. Awesome. Mentor records. Thanks. Who said that? Transmissions. Well done. Thanks to the chat for that. Well done. God, my memory's going. Mentor. Funny that there were mentors now as well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so the mentoring thing, yeah, that's been a, a lifesaver since 2015 when I kind of semi-retired. I started the mentoring program, uh, but now I'm seeing a lot more producers entering that kind of masterclass thing phase. Um, who else is doing it? Robert Babich I've seen doing stuff. Uh, I just saw um, Weber, DJ Anna, they're starting a masterclass. So I think with the lack of gigs and stuff, you know, mm. instead of just twiddling your thumbs sitting in the studio or whatever, you know, it's good to do this, good to give something back and teach teach the next generation of talent something, you know. The mentoring thing's good fun. It's like breathing for me, discussing music and, you know, dissecting tracks and what's working, what's not working. Nice. 
yeah, yeah. it's more helpful than finding finding uh, all these things out on on with youtube te- tutorials you know because they're usually so general for for people who want to start out it's better to talk to somebody who has more experience well, for the basics than, yeah. i think for the basics is good youtube on I mean, the other I, hand and well, yeah, I mean, we've basically all found out our, our shit ourselves, right? We just uh, <laughs> tried, well, old, tried old things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's that's part of the part of the journey, I guess. You know, just um, um, hook things up, see what happens, and uh, and go with it. You know. Yeah, that was crazy back in the day using the old Atari 1080 ST with like one megabyte of memory hooked up yeah. to a black and white monitor. I think I did Diablo on a goddamn uh, Atari 1040. Yeah, it was an Atari 1040 ST <laughs> with a black and white, but it was super tight. I must say, as a DAW, it. it was super. I do have a do I have? Are you kidding me? Oh, no, why, why not? I think I ended up in the trash. I don't know. <laughs> I was 20 years old, no. but yeah. So gear, who's got the best gear? Joachim, for sure. Joachim's got the best gear. in the. In Actually, the, yeah, we'll talk about gear, but actually, there was one thing I wanted to ask uh, Colin. Um, this this thing you're sending sending out or the, the project you're working on, is that also the project you're giving away all this vinyl for? Because there was this massive, um, you know, yeah, there's, post. There's fun stuff happening there. It's um, how, uh, how the hell are you going to give away so many? Is there, what's the catch? <laughs> what's your angle last week. yeah yeah i was, I was yeah. just curious he was he did a post last week uh we're giving away four thousand records yep right cool wow. tell cool. me what's the idea what's the um, or what's the catch <laughs> well basically let me put it this way um uh i was gonna release that record and uh well yeah so uh, I think I kind of need to recap the whole process of how this record actually came to be and that it might make yeah. a bit more sense because it's uh, when I started lockdown uh, in March, I think it was. Um, hey, floaty things, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, um, I started lockdown streaming in March, like I think the, um, uh, the date was announced. I was already packing all my stuff, just going like, you know what, let's just hit the gas because. They're gonna pull us off the road if we don't set everything up now. So I, um, I had everything set up and just started streaming, and uh, there was no real plan other than, well, probably I'm gonna be here for a while. Let's let's just start doing it. And um, as time went by, more and more people started joining the streams as well, and I've made this Discord channel, and people started um, flooding into the Discord as well, and. From there on, people started helping me organize my recordings <laughs> up to the point where uh, I have this massive Dropbox uh, folder right now with, uh, I-, I think, probably 300 hours of music in there. And all of it has been edited clean and, and, and cut and sized down and filtered by people from this Discord community as well. Uh, my public storage by now is the Pirate Bay, so all my material is everywhere. Um, wow. And it, it actually works very well because it's basically free storage and, well, yeah, no one's looking for that stuff anyway, so it's uh, it's everywhere right now. Um, but I don't know, it's just over this past half a year, we've grown such a tight bond uh, in that community, in that Discord and on stream and all that stuff that it just kind of felt like, well this record was so much a part of um, them as it was of me in the whole process of making this that I, I, it actually kind of felt like, yeah, really something we were doing together. And it kind of became this thing like, well, you know what, I really want them to have it. So uh, I looked at the release budget uh, because I was going to release a couple of records from this entire series. 
and um, uh, I, I wanted to be able to uh, kind of pre-fund and order at least three or four records in advance. And I just looked at it and went like, no, you know what, I'm going to put everything on this one record and then we're just going to give it away and we'll see what happens from there on. So I placed an order of 4,000 vinyl and um, actually starting probably Friday, if everything is, uh, is working out correctly, people can basically uh, leave their home address, uh, they pay for shipping costs, they'll send them a vinyl and, uh, and we'll call it even. Ah, okay, cool. So, yeah. you, so I was gonna. I was thinking. I mean, pressing for four thousand records is uh, is an expense, but sending out four thousand records is a huge expense. Yeah, it's at first I was actually <laughs> planning on, on covering the shipping cost myself as well, but then I looked yeah. at the Excel sheet again and noticed that I forgot to add one zero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden the expense went up to one hundred and twenty thousand euros or something. Yeah, so yeah. Do worldwide shipping for all of it, and I thought like, nah, that's a bit extreme but the records itself the production cost i can cover that so cool man was um you know what let's just do it and um, yeah because you were mentioning um i mean we talked a lot about uh you know how you generated this material and i've seen it i've seen it uh in in different phases of the of, of the project hmm. you know you were sort of first just uh, <coughs> generating material as if there was no tomorrow you know just you know <laughs> recording everything and you know yeah. save save it for later just to see what you could do with it but it was—it's really cool that it now sort of um, came together and in a, in a final product. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's actually it's it for for me it really feels it, it feels pretty significant to me because it's mm. um, because it's um, a community effort basically. Well, it's that, but also on top of that, uh, for the past six years I haven't released anything at all. Mm. Like uh, I I used to have my orchestra and did hip hop and classical stuff and everything, and then I quit all that, and started modular, and never released anything again. But I have been playing live a lot with the instruments, but just never felt any reason or connection or anything to properly release something. And also was always afraid, like, well, but then if I release this thing, then people are going to expect that particular sound of me, and then I'm basically screwed. So, well, you know, when I'll... sorry. Well, you know the phrase "teach a man to fish" uh, or "catch a man to fish, feed him for a day; teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime." It's like release a record, feed the news for a day. Yeah. Work on a record, feed it for a lifetime. Yeah. I love that. That's great. <laughs> content, content, content. It's coming soon. It's coming. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It makes sense. It's um. Well, but 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 I got completely stuck in that loop basically because it's just like, well, I want to encapsulate all of music in one production, and that of course never works. So when then the idea came, like you know what, just release all of it. I was like, well, actually, that's a pretty sound idea. So. It's um, uh, this is the first one of an entire series that's coming out over the next year. It's um, uh, kind of depends on if the um, uh, pressing plants actually has capacity enough to <laughs> to get everything yeah. in a timely fashion because that's the big uh, bottleneck right now. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, it finally for the first time I really feel like there's a format that makes sense to me to actually release stuff again and. So I'm starting now. And so it's going to be vinyl only or is it? Um, it's primarily vinyl and uh, I'm going to um, uh, send everyone the Bandcamp, um, uh, Digital yeah, Bandcamp download link yeah, basically yeah. as well. It's, I don't want to do it on Spotify, but uh, outside of that, it's all. Uh, how, how much time were you able to fit on one side? Um, on this one, the longest side is 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, the one I played you in the car. 
which was the 30-minute track I already called with the, the vinyl pressing plants, and they are actually doing a test pressing of that one uh, to see if it actually makes sense or not. Right, okay. But that would be like a 30-minute on one side track, but they they actually said that it could be done, so... Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. Saolin, so, hey everyone. It's good to see all these Saolin. people, all, all our friends showing up. Nice. <laughs> nice. Cool. So yeah, yeah. It sounds like I'm gonna leave my address for sure, Colin. Yes. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> man, I'll, I'll come and bring it to you. Hey, yourself. our Fritz is here too. Fritz, our vinyl guy. He's the guy who cuts the records here in um, at store. Nice. Hey, Fritz. Yeah. So Lars, yes, you were um, you were gonna you wanted to get into gear, right? Okay, let's go. Yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> basically, you're looking at it, and it's like a drum machine and a, and a module. I mean, I have like very minimal setup now i used to have a 35 meter squared studio with everything all the rolling gear like uh you know novation nord all the nord stuff like all the akai i'm looking at my list now it was insane um plus with all my record collection but i got rid of most of it to be honest i don't really miss a lot of it um i got the clones i got the behringer clone the rda which is just which is fine for me and the Pro One, my Behringer Pro One actually works better than the original sequential circuits. <laughs> it's kind of the build quality is, is much better, and it costs like you know a fraction of the price. Mm. I do a lot of stuff out of the box now. I'm I'm a I'm a keyboard player, you know. I, I have an old GD800 that's falling apart in front of me, but it still I works. Gonna, I was going to ask you because you're you're more on the melodic side of of yeah. um, techno. So, do you? Do you play your? Do you play keys? Do you? How do you? Yeah, I'm a keyboard. I mean, I mean, I, I did like you know, I learned classical piano when I was younger, and uh, okay. yeah, I love chords. I love chord progressions, melodies, bass lines. Uh, I'm quite a good percussionist as well. I'm just a fan of those old kind of glassy, glassy kind of '80s sounds. I mean, I, I always threatened to do synth wave, but I never really do. I wanted to start a new genre called synth, and sorry, uh, rave wave. That was the next <laughs> thing, but that's kind of been done. But this this whole kind of warehouse rave thing has been done to death. I wanted to do a kind of melodic rave kind of resurgence, bring bring the eighties into the nineties, so to speak. But uh, <laughs> at the moment, I'm just I'm just trying to get the studio switch the studio on and create because it's so hard to get inspired these days. I don't know when you I don't know how you do it, Joachim, but we've been doing it for so long. It's just uh, it's hard to uh, just you know when to sit in front of the computer first of all, but to come up with, uh, with something from scratch. So I'm, I think. The whole thing with Twitch is like, okay, I could just sit on my ass and, you know, go out for a walk or play some ping pong or, you know, just completely procrastinate for the whole week. Or I could switch on live streaming and get the studio up and then I can share the pain with you guys yeah. <laughs> there. So I, I feel as a, as a kind of cathartic process of sharing the pain, the blood, sweat and tears it is for me trying to come up with something, you know, that I actually like. Do you uh, find yourself doing... And it's a question for Kyle as well, I guess. Do you find yourself um, approaching things differently or do you have more of a um, sort of like a, a rush to the whole process when you're trying to produce something live? Because I don't know, it's um, I always like to just go into the flow and, and not be distracted by things and, and just, uh, you know, finding my own zone where you know in which i sort of can be creative and do things i would be very i would feel very rushed and very um um you know watched in a sense if you know what i mean and and not not have the the same uh i don't know 
yeah, yeah I, 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 how, how, how does it how does it how does it change your your the process because yeah it must change something i mean it's not that you or can you completely block it off that's possible too i don't know Ooh. yeah i mean I, I think you can uh, so early on in my i and i i'm sure that you all had this too where you know there would be like a plug-in and it could be a, a plug-in or a piece of gear and it's like hey don't tell anybody about this because it, and it's like dude this thing's this thing's all over the world nobody you don't have any special secrets like there's nothing at least at my knowledge level there's nothing no bit of knowledge that i have that is uh sacred and so it's it started to become really disarming to produce with people watching in mm -hmm. that I basically, it, it kind of pushed me. It kind of pushed me to be like, you know, I'm gonna, I've got, the, I've got people watching and I've got a lot of really loyal regulars in the chat as well. Yeah, so, it's like, so can't, it's, you can't fuck around. You just have to, you have to do something. Yeah, you have to do it. But I think that also you can, the, hey, the thing that I, the thing I love about Twitch is I found pretty early on that you can set the tone of what you want in in your twitch community mm. and i i saw you know when colin was uh really hitting it hard every day for the the modular mayhem and you you just create an environment of how you want it so if you if you want to produce and you want to not interact with the chat at all and that can be your thing then i think you can do that and i i think that if you set the tone and what was really relieving especially now that we've all dealt with you're like play the intro track in your set it's like an ambient thing and there's somebody in the front row like harder faster yeah. you know? and you're like hey hold on we got five hours <laughs> just wait and um you're i was kind of waiting for that in in twitch on twitch i, I was kind of waiting for someone to just be like this is boring you know like mm. and it just never happened it never mm. happened and so starting to just like the more you do it the more you trust that um People are there for the process and not to be given this polish finish product. And if you work on a kick drum for the thing, the only thing that people will leave in my experience that I found, the thing that will always get people to leave is technical issues mm. with, and right. a lot of times that's on, that's on Twitch. That can be on Twitch's end as well. Um, but I, sometimes if I, I'm like, really into a track that i'm making and i'm not interacting with the chat too much and then other times i'm like this is fucking boring i'm let's just have a chat mm. you know so what's the difference between the streams like the dj the djing sets and the production kind of like streams do you see a difference in viewers or is it kind of similar the similar amount do they come uh, from both? I mean, if you look on twitch the the streams that are that have the highest viewers are always DJ sets, right. always DJ sets. But I think that that's a very uh, a very passive viewership. That's the yeah. put yeah, it's on like Twitch. having the radio on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, to be quite honest, I don't think that Twitch is really 
that's not what Twitch is optimized for. And so for me, if, it, if it's a DJ set, you might be better off um, if it's a completely one-way communication, Twitch probably isn't the best environment for that, in my opinion, in my opinion. But, you know, when uh, there, I mean, the, one of the guys in Colin, we have a shared story about this, Mike Shinoda. Oh, from, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So the guy from the, the one of the founding members of Lincoln Park is he's been streaming regularly on Twitch and um, he he just kind of he's basically released two albums um, from uh, Twitch streams that he's out music that he's created on the Twitch streams. And then he's actually raided do you know what a raid is do you know understand yeah. how this works okay maybe you explain you maybe you explain it but yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like a it's like a, a when you take you're finished with the stream you dump your entire chat into someone else's stream and alerts go off and blah 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 and when mike shinoda will pick people and mike shinoda both colin and i somehow came up on his on his radar <laughs> and i i had heard the name mike shinoda but i wasn't sure and then it like there's chimes and since uh, like alerts going off and 950 people came into the holy came into the stream and i, I thought give like those numbers <laughs> i thought i thought my shit had been hacked i thought <laughs> oh, fuck. you've had a hack before buddy remember that discord hack that was oh that was that was rough that was rough oh, but Jesus. um but yeah so so the the twitch community i find that it's it's a little bit hard to get people from the outside into Twitch, it's mm. a it's a lot easier to get Twitch people into your channel, one stream or another, right? Yeah, but I, what I was really uh, uh, I didn't answer to, the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> partly, yeah. But I mean, the, what I was referring to is that there is there is a a, sen a little bit of uh, um, vulnerability to somebody who creates something, whether you're performing something or, or writing something in a studio, it is, mm -hmm. it is a very personal thing, you know? So I was interested in how it changes your, um, your decisions, your, your creative decisions. Uh, I mean, you, you explained very perfectly that it's a very forgiving audience and they just want to be there for yes. the process. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. um, but still, does it, does it make you do different things, make, make different creative decisions? That's what I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah, definitely does because I I definitely am more cognizant of oh shit the last three days I've started a track, I've used the same thing, <laughs> and uh, okay. you know you, it it I, it's really highlighted if I can talking about vulnerability it's really highlighted how lazy of a producer I am, <laughs> and it's really kept me accountable and been like shit Kyle what. What are you doing? You know, and um, I, I find I it's made me much more passionate about creating music. I was really in a funk creatively pre pre all this stuff that's taken place this year. And I just didn't see a lot of value in cr creating music. I, I've saw value in creating music for my own DJ sets, but then releasing it into this sea of promos, as we talked earlier. 
Um, but it, now it's been a, a, able to just create for the sake of creating and um, be kept on your toes. And then sometimes people will ask a question in the chat and you're like, I don't know, but let's, I don't know the answer to this, but let's figure it out together, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely changed the process for me. How is that for you, uh, Lars? If you, do you have problems with uh, being uh, out in the open and see, have people see well, your tricks? I'm like, or? Yeah, well, I'm like you, Joachim. I'm a very private person. Mm. Uh, I don't do many interviews. I don't do any video stuff. I just uh, shy away from that stuff. I've been asked by Red Bull to do on the couch. You know, I've been, I've turned down so many things. I just, um, I don't know why the hell I'm doing this Twitch thing. I don't. It's just a weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got social maybe, anxiety. Maybe, maybe, because it's, maybe because it's on your own terms, right? I think that's yeah, the thing. I, yeah. And it's like, it's making me learn new stuff. And uh, for example, like becoming a, a goddamn VJ, doing the fucking visuals for my DJ streams, you know, like searching for material for the background. I know uh, Kyle does his own uh, recordings for his green screen. I mean, those, those, there are great videos you put for your DJ sets, Kyle. Uh, but I just I usually use, use royalty free kind of graphic stuff and yeah, it just re- reminds me of the old rave kind of like uh, rave videos, you know, like X Mix Three and X Mix yeah, Four. Yeah. I do that kind of lawnmower man style kind of like four D three D graphics and it works. It works. It's kind of got that kind of old school vibe to it. And uh, I kind of like. I mean, if I can't DJ in a club, at least I'm in my living room and I'm playing all this great new music that I've bought and downloaded and. Uh, yeah, I say, yeah, I'm going to play for like an hour or two. The last set I played for like five hours. And I just, you know, nice. I didn't want to, really want to stop. It's kind of, so it's a, it's a good creative outlet for me. I'm learning new things. I'm getting buzzed up about writing music again. It's just getting used to uh, burying yourself in that cre- creative space. It's not about so much as like giving away my secrets. There are no secrets, man. I'm just showing you how fucking mm-hmm. ridiculous it is for me to make a track, you know? You can hear me swearing, banging keyboards and like saying fuck off to a plug-in. <laughs> I like, you know, I, I had a 10-minute rant about my goddamn memory the other day. I was going to like, uh, I was threatening to buy a new computer just because the um, some granular synth wasn't working. <laughs> I get angry with stuff like that. But uh, no, it's, it's a good thing. I just can't believe there's not many, there's not more producers on there. I, I, I watch a lot of streams and I try and, you know, soak in how they, how they do things, what's working. There's some there's some producers like Disclosure Disclosure this this band this British band he's just working on Logic uh, doesn't talk to the audience he maybe stops the music every 15 minutes and answers some questions but people still listen to the you know they're still watching the stream they're watching how he works I'm I'm learning things watching him use Logic Pro because not a, not a lot of producers use Logic Pro it's all Ableton so I'm learning all the time so for me it's yeah it's a positive thing I just I'm just getting started here. I feel really hungry, you know, to keep going with this Twitch thing. And I definitely think it's a positive thing for, for other producers to come on board. Wow. That sounds great. Yeah, I, I, I must say um, I, was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised by uh, how, um, how intimate it is. You know, it's, um, it's like um, uh, you can really um, follow the process very well and... Um, you know the, the interaction is is great with the audience. You can you can determine the level of interaction yourself, which is which is great. Um, so yeah, could, everybody uh, should really uh, check out your channels. But just sometimes it's best not to look at the viewer count because when you're on the stage, <laughs> where I'm I'm like I'm like, you know, it's 
you know, I mean, for example, I did a silly kind of game stream the other night on my other account, and there's like like one person watching, and you're like, "Thanks, everybody! Cheers for listening to the stream." <laughs> it's like a tear coming out of my eye as I sign off. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the stream, guys. See you tomorrow. But you got to get past that. You got to remember what you do. So sometimes it's best when you're starting out. It's just turn off the viewer count. You know, don't keep looking at the viewer count because that'll fucking make you go crazy. Just mm. get into your natural swing of things, and uh, I could just say, be be yourself. The thing I like about Kyle, he's very honest and very, you know, it's him. You know, there's no there's no fucking circus act. And uh, yeah, he talks about you. politics, and he's very very, you know, he's he's great. He's a natural, and so I, I'm learning a lot of Kyle. And it's like, you know, I, I'm learning to be more kind of social and uh, interact with people in the chat, making new friendships, mm-hmm. and also helping these producers that are stuck and getting uh, this kind of creative wall because it's it's we all have that creative block you know and it's kind of like i think it's that old adage if even when listening to promos uh music was mer- made to be shared you know it's, it's definitely a shared experience even if it's listening to promos for three hours it's just better when there's other people there you know yeah true I yeah i learned from i learned something from that it's uh it's definitely a way, a way to make it a, a more fun process um but Colin, I, I saw most of the stuff you, or a lot of the stuff you do, is with your back uh, oh. to the camera. So you, yeah. are you wow. actually full? Interesting, Miles yeah. Davis. Well, you you oh, do man. talk. You know, he does. It's funny to watch Colin sort of uh, do his mad scientist uh, stuff. You I'm know, interested. I want to check. Yeah. Colin out. <laughs> but I, you, you are keeping track of the comments somehow because you are. Yeah, do, you do have. Uh, uh, you do interact with uh, with people. Well, that's kind of always the thing. Like, um, there's a very, very practical reason for me to have my back towards uh, the camera because, well, I have this wall in front of me, and it's yeah. either way <laughs> that they're gonna face my back or they're gonna be facing the back of the system, and that's exactly even yeah. more boring than this shiny face. So, it's um, <laughs> um, so I kind of decided, like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it this way, and I'm gonna try and keep up as much as I can with what's going uh, with what's going on on stream. But it's always kind of this battle of where do I put my screen with the system. So I have my laptop kind of wobbling around on top of the synth on one of the corners. And then I can try to somewhat keep up with what's going on. But at the same time, um, um, well, at the, at the same time, I'm fully focused on that instrument because everything is happening in real time. So it's kind of like juggling and talking and stuff at the, uh, at the same time. The... Um, have you ever thought about doing a point of view camera view? Actually, yes, I have. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> well, the thing is, when I walked into the um, camera store, uh, the guy who asked, like, hey, do you actually sell point of view rigs? He thought I was going to shoot something like a porno movie or something like that. So he was helping me in <laughs> a very weird way, kind of uh, side-eyeing me while I was talking to him. But uh, I am actually looking for... Uh, for some way of playing around with that, of doing something point of view with it, but the rigs that you come up with in doing something like that are <laughs> way gigantic, like these massive transformer backpacks that you Jesus <laughs> walk around with. So, well, yeah, and then I'm streaming from this two by three kind of side bedroom, and that's just not gonna work out. But, um, but no, it's kind of like my compromise in the whole thing is that I try to keep up with as much as I can in the streams that are going on. Um, while at the same time, when I'm playing, I'm just playing and it's a real-time process because, well, yeah, it's, there's only one way to play uh, a module like that and that's just doing it all live. Um, 
And well, yeah, that's that's kind of trying to balance in between those things. But um, yeah, it's um, it's so far it's kind of working for me. It's um, uh, but a proper setup with a system like this is still some, something I'm kind of trying to figure out. It's um, however, I I, I am um, pretty soon. Um, um, uh, I, I I'm finally building a new space so I'm, I'm finally getting like a proper studio done and that's something i've been waiting for for so long now but uh one of the key components in that one is that i really want to uh take into account the, the proper camera angles and stuff like that because to be quite honest i i'm having so much more fun on stream these days than i am having <laughs> just just on the things I'm doing on stage the, the, these last couple of times it's um, the energy is way different for me now and it's um, uh, and I really I don't know it, 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 it really really clicks in a very nice way so it's um, I, I kind of feel like properly preparing a studio for that I'm really kind of going for a hybrid recording broadcasting kind of setup it's um, um, so in a sense it's a, it's kind of like a performance then yeah, it is, but at the same time, it's it's it's. What do you? Yeah, how should I put it? It's um, uh, it, it's somewhere in between a performance and kind of like diary entries, almost. You know, it's like mm. every every day is a new track and every day is a new kind of jam. And so sometimes you have good days, other days it, it all just sucks. But um, it it just feels very free to be doing it this way but at the same time there is this continuous urgency going on of um uh well yeah it's it's not like i can afford to uh to sit down and tune a kick drum for two and a half hours yeah, <laughs> because, yeah it's like it's like a you know? like a collaboration if you if you dedicate mm. time for a collaboration you really have to come up with something because otherwise you're wasting the time of the <laughs> the other collaborator you know in in that sense it's the same with if you're sharing your stuff with an audience yeah yako yako hey i do another one for colin do you always improvise uh yes i um uh improvising is something that uh i used to write music like like really properly just sit down and make a beat and produce and um and do it that way um but very quickly, I got kind of frustrated with the tools that I had at hand and the techniques that it always became like, well, today I feel like making one thing and then tomorrow when I continue it, I'm going like, yeah, but I actually want to make something new. And um, uh, I, it kind of stems from my days while I was still working with my orchestra. At some point, I taught them to improvise with me. So all just based on sign language like C, D, E, F. G and stuff like that and <laughs> I could kind of write out chord schemes on the fly and rhythms and go like double tempo or half tempo or whatever and that way it kind of became like this real-time process of kind of controlling a jam um, uh, in an improvised manner while still composing everything on the spot and this technique of playing became kind of the core of what I did with modulars as well because it just became so much more logical to me to make something new than to do the same thing over again and um, on top of that it's always been this thing like when you're touring around and you, know, you have to pack up your synth and then build it up again and you know there's only two days tops that I had in a week where I had my system unpacked and powered up and ready to go and then like get as much jamming time as I can out of it and then you have to pack it all up and ship it off to the next 
thing basically so it was always like i'm not gonna have the time to sit down and properly produce and fine-tune a track so might as well just spend all my time jamming as much as i can and yeah we, we i remember we we had a few discussions about this because uh you you, were, you said earlier you didn't do any releases since you started uh on modular but um yeah. in a sense you know what is a release you know these days sure. what yeah. i mean you have you have a very significant output and you make you generate insane amounts of material and people still get to hear it so what is yeah. the difference between no that makes uh, sense you know it's just a yeah. it's just a case of formats isn't it yeah no definitely and that's actually one of those things what i've always been thinking is that um ever since i started doing this live streaming thing i got very well i was kind of jealous of of vloggers in a way you know just waking up rolling rolling around going like hey guys today i'm i'm doing this and you make a little video put it online tomorrow you make something else and here you are a musician slaving away in your bedroom making like 12 tracks in a year time this is my album and you drop it once and tomorrow you get beaten by a screaming cat yeah playing a, uh, playing an accordion you know so it's <laughs> Like, yeah, and the uh, attention the attention you can you can generate or can get from from an actual release is yeah, is uh, it's, it's insanely short. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's kind of the thing. Like the release format itself is outdated in that sense, or it yeah. almost feels like it. And that has nothing to do with how interesting your music is or how interesting it is that you do. It's True. just that it's placed in a context of very short term uh, things that just keep on popping up on your screen and going like, hey, listen to me or watch this or. And that's the context where we work in now. So uh, I kind of noticed that way well, yeah, I release, why even bother, you know, for the longest yeah. time? And that was, it was kind of a cynical view at the same time of how to actually do things. So it's, I really kind of had to teach myself a new joy in actually releasing anything to begin with. And I'm glad I now kind of found something because it's, well, yeah, if it's just for industrial reasons, you might as well just. I don't know, uh, record yourself uh, ke keeping up a football for 20 minutes or something, because that's going to generate the same exposure in the end of the day. Mm -hmm. it's, um, so, well, yeah, yeah, it's the same. Uh, sorry, uh, Kyle, go ahead. Sorry. I also have to say, and I, this probably won't win me any friends in the chat, but I feel like techno music specifically has an incredibly outdated thinking of how a release should look. Um, when you look at like hip hop and stuff that's happening on like some of these hip hop artists are creating an entire movement on their SoundCloud page and techno is still like, you need to do a physical product, hmm. but don't you dare share it, sell it at your shows. And don't you dare post more than once about it. You're required by law in the techno universe <laughs> you're required by law in the techno universe to lose at least 1500 euro on each release <laughs> and if you if you don't do that then you ain't fucking underground so get out mm -hmm. you know and and it's it's this kind of um weird idea of like you need to sell you have to sell an actual physical product but mm -hmm. you can't act like you're trying to sell it yeah, you know, and and I think that uh, streaming is is a is a way a new way that people are consuming, yeah, are consuming yep. music real time. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It's it's basically the the, uh, um, the reason why I started store and cutting cutting our own records here. You know, it's basically a way to um, uh, <laughs> you basically capture a performance or you capture a studio day. Uh, where 
certain things happen and at the end of the process you think okay this is this is a this this was an amazing moment you know i would like to consider this a track or i'm i'm happy i captured this um and all these all these moments that are uh that are that are sort of worth um attention or that that are valuable for for some reason because they were either they were a good studio moment or they were you know the it, you basically there could be moments you enjoy with your collaborator or any anything you know just uh, these the, the nice studio moments we all know them um mm -hmm. and this this is just uh, the the way for for me at the moment to to deal with these format struggles um these moments just get cut to vinyl and get added to the the vinyl archive people can buy them on 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 bandcamp uh we don't promote them there's no dj promo there's nothing there's no digital sales it's basically just uh, a captured moments and um in the meanwhile the archive is growing we are over 40 uh releases now um in in two years so that's that's well pretty done. high high productivity but um we don't shout about it we we just let we just let people discover them you know it's just a, basically the uh um documentation of whatever happens in this room you know it's the audio mm. documentation of what happens here mm. um and so yeah we're now sort of also doing more video documentation like this and um and and, and other things but it's um uh, yeah it's my way to deal with the formats because i i think nice. the days of having um yeah like like you said spending a year on an album and then having this sort of one day of attention in in you know or uh, one media um opportunity uh, after all this work it's just uh, that does just that that doesn't work you know it's it's um it's yeah it's it's not the the way it would work for me so basically the the whole store project is uh, is like one big release or one big opportunity to talk about um what happens here or what i'm involved in and it's never ending it's it does it's not some imaginary date in the future where your album gets released it's like an on, continuous ongoing mm. sort of um yeah sort of like an ongoing documentary and or an, an ongoing recording process which is uh released in in, in stages yeah do you remember the Stuart walker uh i mean i don't i don't know what happened to Stuart walker but amazing producer and Stuart, yeah Stuart's great yeah and he would he was for a while he was releasing just records that were straight excerpts from his uh live sets and mm -hmm. i thought that that was that was kind of a cool thing in the same way like if you think about comedy they're 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 coming up with a routine and then it's like absolutely no cameras no video because this the only thing that's keeping this tour alive is no one being able to consume it except for in person once that tour is done sell it to netflix um put it uh you know release it as a cd or a D dvd that sound that dated me a little bit but um and i i think that i i think that music has a lot of potential to become to, to explore other formats that are much friendlier. And I feel like right now, mu especially the music that we're into, we're, we're trying so hard to fit a square peg into a round hole sometimes with like these, this music that's built for like this 10 hour journey. Hmm. But then we're posting on social media about how bad Spotify sucks. <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, Spotify is not really built for techno and yeah. the, the, 
I think Taylor Swift is doing just fine on Spotify. Uh, but techno music's not built for that. So we have to figure out ways, especially now with no dance floors available, to figure out the ways to optimize how the music's consumed and the, the best way that it's consumed. Have you guys heard about Cisco Ferreira's uh, techno club project? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Actually. Ten rooms? It's like there's a cover charge of five euros and you have like ten different rooms to choose from of like DJ sets. I mean, I, th I think what it does is is it's a great idea, uh, but I I'm 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 waiting to see if uh, uh, people will pay. What, yeah, the thing is, I mean, um, you only have to you know open YouTube and and uh, and there will yeah. be millions of free things coming to it coming to you for free you know so it's Correct. i don't know i mean it's a very um uh heroic effort i think i think he's it's a very mm -hmm. cool thing that he tries to do something mm -hmm. uh but i'm not sure if if uh, the audience would would um yeah pay for it you know it, it's um yeah, it's a tough I, one. I should, I should, hang yeah, on. I should let ask me, him on the show to see <laughs> how it works <laughs> for him. Yeah, but let me try. Uh, let me get this straight. So he has uh, has ten physical rooms, or is it uh, is it online? Virtual, virtual, virtual okay. club rooms. Yeah, there's streams yeah. streams behind a paywall. Basically, that's what it is. Okay, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. That but happen at the same time. I don't know how it works, but I think it's ten, yeah, but ten exclusive, rooms. Yeah, but it's exclusive for that platform, so it's not mm. not available anywhere else. So if you want to see yeah. it you have to pay an entrance fee like a, like a club basically right okay interesting music has been approaching the price of free since i was out of high school mm. um and i i i don't think that there is a way to you you can't sandbag for a tsunami you know and i i feel like if you think about the way what we loved about different chapters in the music world and how we consume music it was all about experience right you miss going to record stores with your friends mm -hmm. talking about what you found in the record store it wasn't so much about the actual physical thing Product. maybe okay yeah maybe the smell or something but that's also an experience and i i think there's ways to create new experiences but It'll be interesting to see if, like you said, if, if, how, if you can charge for something that's widely and abundantly available for free. Yeah, it's, it's, this is actually one of those, I believe, I actually never heard how successfully uh, they did it, but I think Bicep did like a massive uh, ticketed uh, stream a couple of months back already, which was, um, uh, which was kind of like a hard ticket online event. And... From what I've seen about it, in return, it was like a super high production value um, stream thing. But well, I, I haven't seen it because he never, yeah, they never released any of it online afterwards. But uh, <laughs> it's you could have paid for it. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I I I, I, uh, I could have should have. But it's um, <laughs> but that's actually exactly the uh, the thing at the same time is that again it's a context thing like. Um, uh, a concert, no one questions the fact that you pay for a ticket when you go there, but a stream, yeah. you're at home and there's f like uh, there's an entire internet of infinity screaming for your attention. Mm. So why would I pay to see you if I can just as well watch South Park right now? It's, you know, it's, um, um, uh, it's, it's a different 
playground all of a sudden, but also at the same time, um, I'm not always sure if, 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 if the old paradigms are the ones that we should be comparing uh, the workflow to. Like, there's another thing, like right now, probably the best thing you can do as a musician or a DJ or anything is build a proper YouTube ch channel. Right. Uh, if if you're looking at, uh, I, w I, w I was looking at a video uh, posted by Emily Lenz, for example, and that was just uh, uh, just her streaming in her kitchen with her cat walking around in the back in the back of the room, and that one video is watched like 1.7 million times. She posted, wow. I think, about 20 uh, videos in a month time, and um, for a million views right now, you get between like one and two thousand uh, uh, dollars for that one video. So uh, there is. A whole different business model behind that, which is basically more about force and numbers than it is about. I just don't the I dislike the, the the comments and the dislike uh, button. I don't like. <laughs> yeah, well, it's th th that's one of those things. But at the other hand, like you know, it's um, uh, in the end, no one's going to waste their time watching something they don't like. You know, so it's true. Uh, uh, you're always going to be growing along with the people that uh, uh, that want to grow with you. So. Um, it might take uh, it, it. It might take a day, a year, or, or a decade. But in the end, by the time you're at a point like that, all of us. I mean, as far as monetization, need, possibly. You know, um, I mean, I guess there's money. There's money to be made in YouTube. I'd probably use YouTube to cross pollinate viewers there to my yeah. Twitch stream. Hmm. I would probably use YouTube. Yeah, put a clip of my of a highlight of my Twitch stream. To, I just I just don't like YouTube for some reason. I don't know. I mean, I, I like it right. for. For tutorials and stuff, if I if I if I need to, you know, find something to do with music production, I look on YouTube. But I'm just so comfortable with Twitch right now. I would definitely use YouTube in a kind of more, yeah, in a, in a sense of like you know bringing attention to my Twitch channel. Nice. Yeah, it's actually I, that's one of the things I'm considering now is to, um, like for the longest time, I've always been streaming uh, simultaneously to YouTube and Twitch at the same time. Um, and I was always like, no, I'm not going to partner up with Twitch because uh, they require exclusivity uh, in order to, uh, to do that. Yeah, like at least 24 hours of content exclusivity if you go for Twitch. With Twitch. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I decided against it, but now there's a reason why I'm, I am actually thinking of going for Twitch. And that's because the YouTube channel itself is becoming so cluttered with four or five hour long streams that the actual things that I think are worthwhile posting and putting up there are hard to find themselves. So it's, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about balance things there now, but. Yeah. And you're um, paid based on view count, not based on per minute, you know, yeah, watched. So I, I just can't justify, like you said, if it's, if you can scale it, like if, if you're getting, um, if you're somehow able to get, a million or two million views on showing a new compressor, yeah, then <laughs> that uh, that scales yeah, pretty well. But I I do wonder with like some using the example of the Amelie Lin set with uh, one or two million views. How if it because it's a DJ set that's playing all copyrighted music and YouTube has a pretty good system for paying out mm. the the artist. How much of you know, you play a two-hour set, and you have to pay out so many copyright um, yep. payouts. That, then that does make sense. Probably you're not going to be able to monetize a DJ set like that, or it all gets cut. Um, I'm actually not sure how how these platforms do it. I also heard about some other 
um, like you have a lot of these channels, which are these new music discovery platforms, you know, like if uh, um, uh, I don't know about techno so much, but for example, in trap music and stuff like that, you have these uh, YouTube videos, basically, which is just like one JPEG, um, uh, like a crummy image going up with a track under it and nothing else. And it gets like a couple of million views. And that's the way how new tracks get released to the audience. Uh, a lot of these platforms actually make deals with the artists, like, hey, we're going to post your video, but the royalties are ours for this post, you know? And it's, um, uh, so it really depends, again, on, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's this weird uh, Wild West territory right now with, mm. um, uh, with, with things like that, because officially, of course, you have to pass it on, but um, all of a sudden you have people in positions to say, like, hey, we're not gonna make a problem about this because we would never, you would never be played otherwise, you know. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's weird on that front. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, I I know you're on on um, Patreon, uh, Colin. Are you, uh, Kyle and, and Lars? Do you have a Patreon uh, page? No, I don't do I don't do Patreon. No. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Well, we do, and Colin does. I mean, that's yeah. that's How's like. It um, does it work? Does it work for you guys? I don't know. What, what um, is it again? It does. Patreon. Yeah, I mean, people can basically um, uh, support you by paying. Yeah. You can set up different tiers. You know, you can have like a very cheap one, and and you can make more expensive ones where people get benefits for supporting you. Mm -hmm. So more sort of behind the scenes content or uh, downloads or uh, whatever okay. you send. You can send T-shirts or mugs, whatever, or anything really. You know, it's just dep depends on. It's kind of yeah the way you want to uh put it together that's it's pretty free to to sort of uh, customize it to your own taste right. um mm -hmm. and people pay monthly but they can basically retract anytime they want i think um, beard beard beardy man does that he he's on twitch yeah. now as well yeah he, he he gets his uh patreon members to join in with him on his streams uh <laughs> and they have their own little video kind of like feed and stuff so he has at least patreon like yeah. the last the last stream i saw is like six patreon members are talking to him while he's doing his performance and they're like you know i mean it's kind of cool right yeah you can give uh, patreons uh certain roles on your discord server yeah. or you can right. you know you, you can come up with ideas like for example we could say in this stream uh, you know, the first question or the every half hour will will have a, a question yeah. by a Patreon answered first or something like that, you know, so you can kind of give them a little bit more access to whatever you're doing. Um, well, we have but, that on Twitch. Uh, I guess we have subscribers, right? But it's, like but it's, it's cool. It's, it's, like, it's like a community sort of community thing as well, you know, instead of just having a community and talking to people and having respond them, having responses from them in, the, in your comments, you actually kind of build a sort of closer relationship with them. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. because they support you, you know, they've actually, uh, done giving you some money to, uh, to be sure. involved or to get, Super to cool. get yeah. yeah. So that's cool. It, it's, it's working for us. We just started it, but it's, um, um, yeah, we, obviously we will try to grow it, but, yeah. uh, it's, it's one of these things that is, um, you know, it's a voluntary thing. And that, I think that makes a, a big, big difference with, um, you know, putting things behind a paywall. It's, it's just, uh, you know, a symbol of uh, appreciation. You know, people just, uh, they're not, um, yeah. you know, they don't have to pay for your content, but they can, you know, they can, they can, can give you support and in exchange you can give them, um, yeah, benefits of whatever kind, you know? Yeah. No, it's 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 um uh, I'm 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 a great 
fan actually of the Patreon platform. At the same time, I always end up feeling very guilty <laughs> to the people who are supporting me because it's usually you have all these very awesome tiers and stuff like, hey, if you become a uh, subscriber at this tier, then you're going to get uh, all these exclusive videos and contents every month. And my main thing with Patreon always was like, hey, I am already trying to give away all I can to just yeah. everything and everyone. Yeah. And this is what I do. I do not want to kind of start uh, uh, side channeling certain things that I do and make them specifically for a certain group of people or something. And on top of mm -hmm. that, I wouldn't even know where to begin to make special content for uh, uh, for Patreon members because well, yeah, if there's something cool that I'm doing that I want to show everyone, I'm not just mm. one certain group of people. Well, for example, so, we do we do a monthly sound pack, you know. So basically, yeah. it's just a sounds recorded with you know exotic hardware here that you would never be able to come up with with your um, you know in in inside your door or something. That's a good just, idea. Yeah, and and. Um, uh, but the, the reaction we get is people really appreciate them. But um, mm -hmm. basically, most of people, most of the people who pay for that tier say, oh, "I'm not really paying for that uh, for that extra true, content. I'm true. supporting yeah. you anyway." Right. Yeah, no, so that's, exactly. That's so. so, so what so I feel they're supporting you. Yeah. It's like paying yeah. ten grand for a fundraising dinner. Yeah. You, you don't go. Yeah. You don't pay for ten <laughs> ten grand for chicken breast. You know, that's going to be like a massive steak on your plate now. So, but so, but yeah, but in in that sense, you know, I um, I yeah. mean, I'm totally, I, I I'm really appreciative of every everybody who yeah. supports it, mm -hmm. and I do want to give them something back. You know, yeah. so we we do give them the sound packs, but True. at the same time, they're telling us that. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice bonus, but uh, yeah. they 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 will support it anyway. So it's it's a good. Definitely. Well, I love I love every so one of my subscribers, yeah. both of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, I mean, that, that was the thing that I I never I was really surprised by with the with the Twitch environment. And it sounds like Patreon as well is. Um, you know, you everybody's gotten the letter from Jimmy Wales uh, from Wikipedia. Like, okay, we usually have to do this, but it's oh, getting yeah, down yeah, to yeah. the wire. And and that's really how Wikipedia still is able to function. It's yeah. they basically have to get down to the wire and beg people to donate to a service yeah. that every single person on this planet it's uses crazy, right? which by the way <laughs> they're uh, they're doing their fundraising drive so definitely mm -hmm. throw them a couple bucks if you can and uh so i was kind of prepared for for those type of things and and sometimes you it's i, I think it's okay to ask i think it's okay to ask for, well, to for honest, these I, I, I have a hard time asking for things, you know. Like um, I, I pay you, some for I, I pay for the things that I, I really support. I do that, you know. I, when I buy a record or or music or you know whatever content, um, but it's hard. It's it is a it's a different story when you are the one creating content and hmm. um, want to see how you can monetize that. And to be honest, we we silently threw up this patron thing and we i think maybe mentioned it twice or i don't know on, on our discord server we do, we do mention it and people know that there is a patreon page yeah. but um i i have a hard time to be honest to sort of mention but, it every time i do something because yeah. i don't want to come across as one of these begging youtubers you know no but i don't like i don't i don't yeah. see it as that i think that there would be a lot of people that would love 
to be involved in supporting you. I, I don't, I don't see it as, uh, I mean, and I, maybe I'm a little lucky that I've been doing my own bookings for the last three years. So I've been asking for money for a while now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you guys all had people doing the work for you, but, um, mm. I, I, I think that the, it's okay to, to invite people to to do that okay yeah if you're sure. if you're saying if yeah. you're trying to guilt them into something or whatever but yeah i i think it's okay to yeah. to to and i think people I, that's what i was going to say is people have been so supportive of of just like actually taking the initiative mm -hmm. to to do these things and i i really like I, I was nervous about the Patreon thing because I feel like Twitch people subscribe based on what you what you've do. what you've already given. Yeah. Right. And then Patreon, it's like you almost but yeah. that's good to hear about the that people don't have those expectations, but no, I feel definitely. like you have to sell a promise. Yeah. And I've yeah. But that's that why really I've never. It really depends on how you uh, on how you set it up. So that's uh, that's for example, I uh, I now have three tiers, which are all basically more or less the same thing, and I'm probably pretty soon changing them all to, hey, thanks for your support. But um, right. uh, but so far, I've also a couple of times mentioned it, like, hey guys, I'm not sure if I'm doing enough to actually warrant this, and everyone has always been like, no, nah, dude, don't even think about it. We are doing this because we want to. And not yeah, because, because you're, you're selling something. It's, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's basically also in your case, um, you know, you give away so much already. You know, there's already so much uh, uh, things you you do, um, and asking nothing in exchange. So, you know, yeah, yeah I support a lot of uh, Twitch streamers. I must, I mean, I don't know, monthly. Nice. I must. I'm on like ten subscriptions at least. You know, nice. I just. I just like watching, you know, people do their thing and yeah. I feel like I want to support them. And it's like, you know, it's just something, I f you know, it feels natural for me to do. So, and it's great when you get it back. So, but I, you know, I just, I have a, b a bit of difficulty asking for cash, but I just put my content out there and, you know, if people want to pay for it, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I yeah. Or you can I, use I your get, Amazon Prime. Was it the bank? We can charge Bezos for this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you, you get a free subscription with Amazon Prime. If anyone's got Amazon Prime, you get a free yeah, Twitch subscription with that. So, yeah. The catch, is, the catch is is that then you have to admit that you use Amazon Prime. You have to. <laughs> you, 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 up till now, you could just tweet how bad Amazon is. But then oh, once man. you do that, Damn, the cat's out of like, the bag. Yeah, I'm, I'm not hating on Amazon Prime. It's the only way to watch Downton Abbey these days. So, I'm right. happy with that. <laughs> You're a Downton Abbey guy, dude. Hell yeah! It's Downtown like, Abbey. That's hilarious, Downton bro. Abbey. <laughs> it's, it's fucking amazing. Man. It's just like seven seasons of just going like, no, you know, that's that's all it is. But it's it's just fucking awesome. So we're we're, we're doing a rerun right now, and it's yeah. I'm, I'm on Amazon Prime for V, like the old the season. The, you know, remember V? <laughs> oh fuck Those yeah. alien, the, 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 mm. the legend aliens arriving to the planet. That was. But I'm still watching Amazon Prime. <laughs> Colin, I was looking at your Instagram, and I have to say your your ratio of knowledge of modular synthesis 
two photos posted of modular synthesis it's impressive <laughs> there, are, there are there are people that are making like fucking 8-bit video game sound and music on modular synths for years and they're posting a photo every day of that modular synth and then you're like a, a, a modular bushido and you almost are never posting pictures of it so call it one question how the hell do you save a piece that you make a really good sound i mean yeah. you're gonna switch all the god that machines off and start again from scratch the next day that must piss you off right <laughs> well yeah but at the same time at some point you kind of remember where those sounds are you know it's like right <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's playing it's an instrument like, yeah exactly it's kind of like hitting a hitting a c yeah. chord like it's not like you have to calibrate the piano every day it's uh, you at some point right. you know like hey if i stack this on top of that then this is going to come out and that's um i want to check out your streams your vods all right yeah it's um uh, be my guest Lots cool. of lots of fun stuff happening there. So, How is um, the work coming along on the macro control unit ID? Ah, the macro controller, the uh, the pyramid thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I <laughs> don't know what shape. Does it have a pyramid shape now? Well, no. It, <laughs> last, it, it, last time I, you talked about it was some some way of um, controlling uh, multiple things at the same yeah. time to more sort of dynamics in the music rather than just having yeah. one thing change. Yeah. So. No, it's actually I have three of them myself right now. It's um, working uh, ones. Yeah, working ones, oh, and, nice. and, okay. and and it's amazing. It's uh, I actually <laughs> had four, but I sent one off to um, uh, to a friend of mine in the states. He he has a massive system, and he was like, "Hey, I just want to try it out." Um, but now I have three of them, and the whole point of that module is that well, yeah, I only have two hands and. Um, I have like four meters of synth just all around me. Two million knobs, yeah. Well, yeah, all, all that stuff. And I just want to be able to simplify the process of turning as many knobs as I can with just two hands. So that whole macro controller basically is just like um, splitting one knob to 64 <laughs> inputs. And um, uh, But it actually works in a way where it functions as a pyramid. So you have one knob to control uh, four outputs and then you have um, um, four groups of those four outputs and then a master on top of that so that one master can control 16 different uh, pots and you can yeah. then zoom in uh, on right. those layers so so I, what i don't understand about this idea it doesn't have any does doesn't doesn't it isn't this uh, necessary to have like uh, attenuation then on each well, output it has because a, it does you know one 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 voltage is going to do something yeah. completely different in in every situation True. or every every destination True, exactly no but it actually um uh in the in the simplest form you can use it as an attenuator for every output mm -hmm. and they are just controlling them from one panel and okay. then if you want to offset the whole group of four of them then you're using a different knob but all of them are already set in the proper position so that it all scales according to what you have decided to send out ah, of it. Okay. So right. it's like with that one knob, you can control 16 filters or open up and close other things at the same time. It's, um, uh, it is an inverter. Um, um, you can feed it LFOs or white noise or whatever to just uh, hook into a bunch of other stuff. It's super geeky and it's the it's, it's made me the happiest kid alive. Basically. I feel like a dog that's been shown a car trick right now. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> uh, this I'm is like, actually huh? all like a very long-winded huh? story just to tell you that I can turn a lot of knobs at once now. But it's, the pyramid yeah. sound, I like the pyramid. That sounded cool. 
Yeah. Just a pyramid uh, and I and I. Oh man, that, that would actually be quite nice. It's, um, yeah. No, it's this is basically also why I stopped posting so much um, um, Eurorack videos on my Instagram because then I really just become the guy with the wires and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, all, all power to you, man. Good stuff, man. I'm totally <laughs> impressed. I'm impressed. Yo, yo come. I have a question for you. Um, sure. When I saw when you started getting on uh, Twitch, I thought this is this is perfect for you because I was always so impressed with when uh, before we ever knew each other or anything. I was so impressed with how interactive you always were with um, the the music community. Uh, be it with like doing video things in Chicago with Scott, pa uh, was it Scott Pagano? Um, yeah. And you did, you would do like meet and greet stuff. And then you were, I think you were the first person to use SoundCloud ever. Um, or I was within, there early. I was yeah. Early, you yeah. were there super early. And um, I re you were doing this project which I'll get to. Yeah, you were doing this project and you were collecting uh, yeah, all of these uh, stems. Yeah, I still have to apologize to everybody who submitted stuff to that because, uh, yeah, the idea was SoundCloud came along and um, I was doing uh, a series on Nova Mute back then, which was called Collabs. So I did. I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I did collaborations with people and then I just wanted to build a series. And at some point, SoundCloud came along. And uh, I thought, you know, this is a really nice way to um, to do another collaboration, but with people who are submitting stuff uh, uh, on SoundCloud to me uh, to incorporate in this collaboration uh, sort of recording. I didn't know what kind of uh, I didn't have a style in mind or any any specific mm -hmm. output, but I just thought it was a nice idea to use you know, to have the communities sort of submit sounds and, and, and phrases and stuff and then build um, an album out of it, you know? And uh, yeah, it, it, it got quite some traction, but then at the point where I was um, uh, ready to actually produce the album, um, I had a double hard drive crash. So oh, shit. everything got lost and only only a few things were left on SoundCloud, so it sort of disappeared, you know. But it was it was a nice idea. It was a nice idea. Yeah, I mean, um, um, sort of early stages internet use of um, you know communities and stuff like that. How long is SoundCloud? How long has it been around now? I think maybe must uh, be. Geez, no idea. Two thousand and seven. Twenty years. Yeah, fifteen years. I think something like that. Has it been that long? Holy shit! That's Yo, there know. is there is an amazing. Maybe in the comments, people can tell us how long it was. They started charging me last year, which was a pain in the ass. I was one of the first people. <laughs> I don't know how long we still got a free account. I remember Robert Babich was one that got one of the free accounts. We were we had free accounts for years, but just last yeah. year they started. Well, I don't mind paying, obviously, but yeah, I'm just I, it's twelve years old now. Yoakum, oh, there's a real there's a real uh, famous soundbite from you, and I don't know. You say it like you said. There's not a lot of video stuff of you on the web, but I remember watching you speak at a panel when soundcloud first came out really? and and yeah yeah there, uh, you were speaking on some kind of panel and someone raised the uh, crowd person raised the question because you were talking about how you can host dj sets and someone was like what about copyrights and and i remember you said um i would prefer not to talk about the the 
the downfalls of something, but I would rather just talk about the potential of something. And I thought that was really profound. And then I, <laughs> when that article, when like SoundCloud just started getting rammed with all the lawsuits and stuff, I was like, ah, man, I was, I was the first on the, on the, you know, on things like, uh, um, uh, you know, Napster or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, torrent sites and the Pirate yeah. Bay, you know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. You know it's just, the internet is just giving you stuff, you know, and, and, yeah. it, and it's, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, um, I, I know this whole copyright issue is a thing, but it's, uh, those structures that are in place for that are just so old fashioned. And so, um, mm -hmm. uh, behind the times, you know? Yes. Um, so it's, it's just a matter of those things catching up rather than forbidding people to, to use whatever they get access right. to or can, you know what I mean? So it's, and that, I think I made that comment in a time when people are, were, still in that sort of Napster uh, panic, you know, oh my God, now everybody's downloading my music for free. And I was like, man, but I'm finding all this new music that I yeah, never yeah. heard. Yeah. Like, you know, this is, this is amazing. You can, you can find things, you can find things. It was totally crappy in terms of interface and, and how it worked technically. And now of course, everything is way more uh, mm -hmm. structured and advanced, but it's still, I mean, it's just a thing, a way of discovering things, you know, and if you, if you bump or stumble upon something you like, um, you can you can choose to start following that artist or to mm -hmm. start following that pay for the music and whatever sure. but it's definitely it's like it's like with the correct plugins you know <laughs> if something yeah. only works for, for eight hours uh, you never got you you yeah. rather just check the track for 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 two weeks and if you like it it's um you you buy it you buy it you know what i mean it's yeah. like, so like limewire sorry is that still a thing limewire and soulseek are they still going soulseek is still going wow. so i hear um well, and, and I think also people sometimes, I come from Indiana in the middle of the U.S., and there there wasn't a record store in where I grew up. There wasn't a dance music record store within a two-hour radius of where I lived. And so it's very easy for people to apply like a very metropolitan worldview to how people should consume music when I didn't have... I didn't have an option. So final scratch when that shit came out, I was like, oh, my God, now I can play these records that are impossible to find um, where I'm from. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and I did. I, that, that's how I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think that it is, it, it's, it's always funny playing. Uh, there's been a few times, and I'm sure this has happened to all of you as well, when the person playing before you at a gig is like trying to give you a nod by playing a track of yours right before you play. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, hey, hey. And then you can see in the metadata that it's like from some <laughs> like dot ru site or something. And you're like, ah. Top 50 downloads. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that the, the digital pricing models also scale to cost of living and stuff like this. So I think there's a lot of problems, like you said, with the, the models and copyrights and these type of things that we employ apply on a global scale yeah and of course these days everybody's uh, on spotify and they basically vacuum the place out you know there's a uh, um i actually i heard uh, you know bt brian trenso yeah mm -hmm. had a good argument the other week um um that um in theory you know if ai's 
gets more advanced, then companies like Spotify could just generate music. You know, how you get like uh, recommendations on, on, you know, more music like this or playlist of stuff that is, um, you know, along the lines of the stuff that you listen to or sus- subscribe to, that could mm. easily become generated music, you know, which is along the lines of the stuff that you, you've been listening to, but like an AI sort of mm. ripoff or... Um, what, There's what already stuff like that out there right now, actually. Sorry? It's, there's already uh, a, a couple of things out there right now. Yeah, sure. Uh, of course, uh, there are. There, are there, there, there is ge- generated AI music, but it, it's not as advanced as um, uh, that people, you know, completely go from. I mean, in yeah. certain circumstances, it's already usable, you know, if you have yeah. like music in a store or something or in, in, a, in an yeah. elevator or whatever, it can be. You don't need a composer to do that. There's you know, actually or... some very interesting things that are breaking on that front right now. <laughs> like, oh, really? it's, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, really, really yeah. I mean, yeah, the, but the, the cool thing about Brian's argument was that he says, you know, there should be uh, um, uh, like things in, there should be, we should think about laws or thing or structures where uh, you can patent an artist's um, signature or a data set. He calls it a data set because mm-hmm. basically, uh, AI is trained by feeding it data, you know, as uh, just yep. uh, you know, as until it sort of can replicate whatever you want it to to mm-hmm. produce. Yeah. Um, so instead of um, you know the whole copyright argument about you know your pl- your track is played somewhere and somehow you should get the money for it, yeah. this is about the same thing, but on a meta level, it's more about the the level of yeah. the data set that an artist has developed, you know, by yeah. experience, being an experienced musician for a few yeah. decades, building your signature, your catalog, your, yeah. your, your, yeah, your certain um, way of doing things. Um, and that should be able to be patented, you know, that yeah. I think that no, that's but a that's good, actually, we are getting close to that situation, I guess. No, but that's actually, this is, um, uh, this is one of those things that's, that that's really one of the big copyright battles that is being fought out around, thought out right now because um well yeah obviously music has been a very easy target for stuff like this like if you if you look at how radio and everything has kind of funneled everything to (coughs) this point where things sounds like something else and before you know it, you have a trend of things and then it's a genre um uh all of these genres that are basically in this king of the hill set of mind like the new definition of dubstep or trap or uh, or Mm. techno or whatever is also a very easy target for AI. Like if something becomes so easy to clone that even an AI can do it, wherein exactly lies the unique uh, skill of the producer and why not just let the AI do it and be done with it. So this is one of those things that especially in commercial music is happening a lot where you have uh, already a couple of those like uh, AI sound farms are, well, yeah, you just pay like 50 bucks and you get like a generated track and it's royalty free, you do what you want with it. And, um, and you can even just register it as your own creation. And now you have all these massive libraries where before you had like kids just working away and making tracks. Now you have people just um, mining for new content, picking out the good tracks, claiming them as their own production and signing them up for um, uh, the bigger uh, uh, soundbite farms basically. And all of it is based on stuff that people actually listen to which is like these massive data sets of things that we have gathered since we well, yeah, basically since the beginning of radio music and 
It's just like everything that's predictable <coughs> is easily cloned and everything that's easily cloned in a new world has no rights to a copyright. And that's this exact battle that's going on a lot right now. So it's, it's, it's super interesting in a dystopian way, <laughs> actually, to, to follow what's going on there. It's, um, it's like an army of bots producer bots. And I, that's a terrifying yeah. thought. Well, actually, there's another thing there. Like, um, uh, I have a friend at MIT, um, and she was actually studying uh, an artist that she collaborated with, and she works a lot with AI and stuff like that. And she did, like, a a co-expo with the artists where they would hang up paintings. One were the ones that were made by the artist, and the others were the ones made by the AI. Jesus. And people couldn't tell the difference anymore. And then the artist pulled out and were like, holy shit, you have to destroy all these copies and stuff. <laughs> and her counter argument was like, well, I'm sorry, but this uh, your art is too easy. I can clone it yeah. with a mouse click. So holy it's... Shit. Um, well, yeah, you know, I... I, think, I, also, I think the argument is right because it's not about being too easy because in a no, sense... True. It is about uh, uh, you know the, the the fact that it can be re replicated and yeah. which which is true in any case uh, you know it's yeah. uh, I mean some 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 things might be harder to clone than others but uh, in the end it's just a matter of just keeping getting data until it gets it you know yeah. no but that's one of those things with uh, with this part is that copyright a lot of the times kind of considers complexity as your defining character but at the same time like when I pay. Uh, a, a, a plumber to fix a leaky pipe well I maybe pay him like five cents for the actual parts that he uses and then I pay him like 50 or 100 bucks for the knowledge of knowing which valve to twist mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and and that's what happens and that's with all expertise in a, in a sense but uh, like minimalist art and stuff like that stands no chance if uh, if this mindset of complexity is authenticity prevails in the end yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. I always get back to the to the, you know, the argument that art is somehow a reflection of its time, or it has social commentary in it, you know, and mm -hmm. um, so there is always a, you know, you you can do do yeah, you can choose to do stuff which is yeah. generic and doesn't have any any yeah. uh, ties to to the times or uh, any relevance in in culture, but uh, you can also do. Uh, stuff which is which does have sure. those, those things yeah. and and uh you know no matter how advanced yeah. ai gets you know it's always going to be catching up in, in, oh, for in sure. yeah. these things you mm -hmm. know yeah yeah it's well, actually so last thing on that is things uh, and then it gets cloned you know that's basically yeah. the the order no but it's actually when you're talking about uh, how art is a reflection of the times we live in um it's actually um, what I find fascinating is that this generative art and the whole uh, the whole GAN uh, uh, culture of replicating things through repetition is actually quite significant for the time we live in. So, <laughs> in a sense, it is doing exactly what we yeah. think art is supposed to do. So it's it's just not what we want it to do. But art never behaves the way we. Wanted to, I yeah. I'm just worried about how fast I'd be replicated. Very fast, I think. Yeah. More than more than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always putting myself down. <laughs> oh, but I think that there. I, I think that humans. Um, well, I don't want to speak too soon. I've seen a couple Terminators, but humans are generally <laughs> generally uh, a lot more capable to 
to create experiences and meaningful experiences with their with the people in front of them than yeah. than AI will. And yeah. and I think performances, yeah, like live yeah. performances. Yeah, of course. Live performances. And I, I think that I think that the there's a lot of potential for live performances to be extended beyond I, I don't think DJ live streams are the the what's the the future, but I do think it is a part yeah. of the part of the continuation of figuring out how to create more experiences and more meaningful yeah. experiences for people through the music that you create. Yeah. Nice. And um, you know, there's a reason why, uh, for example. I remember seeing Nine Inch Nails at Coachella on YouTube, live HD, like 25 camera angles, and there were 5,000, 10,000 people in the crowd in front of the cameras, all holding up their cell phones. And, uh, but that, that, because there's, it's a way less quality of a video and yeah. we always talk shit about people filming why I put the camera away, put the camera away, but that's connecting them to an experience yeah. that, that they have that can't be replicated. Mm -hmm. And, and I think yeah. that there, we shouldn't be so dismissive of, of course it, it's very annoying in in crowds when everybody's yeah, videotaping, but, but it is connecting people are, uh, they, they're, yeah they're creating an experience for yeah. for themselves and creating a connection that yeah. that you can't go back home i took yeah. a picture of the great wall of china there's <laughs> tons of pictures on uh, yeah. way better cameras of the great wall of china on the internet yeah. why did i take that picture yeah, it's, I, I, I guess people are saving their game state at that point, like <laughs> they can return later to where they were. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it's well, well but it's it's indeed it's it's kind of this thing of marking your existence in that point in time. Like I was here, I can timestamp it. I've proof for myself. I'm never going to look at it again. But this is how I place significance on this moment. It's um, uh, it's it, it's an interesting development how indeed in a way the original becomes um uh like this this massive unframable thing that's in front of you but the only way to place it into a context of having been there is by looking at it again it. from this screen right. it's mm -hmm. um well if that's what you need to digest it then then then, then, then so be it i guess it's um but um oh it's interesting stuff <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely no i like this um yeah i um let's see 15 minutes uh about 15 minutes left usually we uh we uh at near the end we give people here in the chat um some uh some space to plug their thing so maybe we should uh <laughs> we should uh <laughs> get to uh to that point um i mean you we you're all on on uh streaming on twitch so uh you got anything planned coming up uh which is different than the stuff uh you've done before done so far uh, lars or are you keep on yeah, doing I mean, your I'm, uh, promo I'm, I'm gonna just toy with that well i was mentioning can you unveil some secret plans i mean i was gonna toy with the uh <laughs> toy with modern classical i mean I'm a, I'm a classically trained pianist so i'm gonna just i'm gonna just delve into that uh kind of vibe i'm looking nice. to become the, the richard clayderman of techno <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, I'm not saying a Johans Johansson vibe. I don't know. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm just. I'm not gonna go full on ambient. But I, yeah, I want to take. I want to do a concept album oh, uh, nice. uh, before the end of the year, and it's not going to be dance music at all. It's going to be a complete departure. It's kind of the music I like to listen to when I'm not uh, making my own stuff. It's just not electronic. It's more organic, and it's like. And you'll be classic. producing it uh, while people can follow the process. Yes, yeah, wow, probably I'll nice. be doing it a lot on 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 uh, Twitch as well. So that's my next project, as as, as apart from the remixes and uh, just building up my Twitch community. Uh, that's about it for now. Just getting inspired again, you know. That's I mean, it's it's been a long time in the game, and uh, I do get inspired from from teaching other people as well. I have, I have really nice clients and students, so just continue with that. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with playing ping pong and. Set, settling into semi-retirement, you know. So this is a, a good way. It's a nice fit for me, Twitch and this modern classical thing. I'm I'm growing old gracefully, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to hear that it gives you um, um, a boost, you know, and like an energy boost and a creative boost. That's that's great. Yeah, you know, once the clubs open again, I'll have my little club every month, and that's that gets me at the house once a month. Are you are you planning to um, um, to continue this alongside um, whenever uh, clubs are opening up again? Is this something you continue building or, or is yes. it something you... I, it's, I've it's not, gigs. I had a bit, I mean, I had so many gigs cancelled because of the pandemic. I mean, they're still open. I'll still, you know, I'll still do those gigs once we, once we get the, the green light. I mean, the DJing thing never leaves me. I always want to perform in front of people. Yeah. You can't really, you know, you'll, I'll never, I'll really miss that if I could do that again. And that's why I say when I have this residency is great. But yeah, I mean, obviously I don't like to travel as much as I used to. And I haven't really traveled uh, the last six months, but oh yeah, I'm definitely want to get back onto the decks. And you know, you said you said earlier uh, that um, the club, your club, is is opening back up soon. Yeah, we've just been given the green light to uh, open up half capacity and f finish at three o'clock. To be honest, three a.m.s. I'm good with that. <laughs> three a.m. <laughs> nice. I'm able to get a good sleep, but you know, normally we shut at six thirty, seven in the morning. So you can imagine me kind of crawling home at seven in the mornings. I think that for me, it's like, it's going to be fine. Let's see. I mean, it's going to be weird having an empty dance floor, but I've been there before. So <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't really, yeah, I can't recommend Twitch highly enough. That's, that's definitely my home right now. Twitch, Twitch is where I'm at. Nice one. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been enjoying your, your uh, streams and uh, yeah, everybody who's watching now, I, I would say I would encourage them to, to check it out as well. Thanks, man. And you, Kyle, I saw you're, uh, you're regularly having uh, guests, right, on, uh, on your um, stream? Yeah, um, I, I really enjoy talking about other people more than I like talking <laughs> about myself. It's a lot easier <laughs> to talk about the awesome things other people are doing. And um, I've just been having fun with, uh, it's called, uh, one of the things I'm doing is... Uh, conversations and collaborations i call it and we basically bring over they bring over a couple pieces of gear and it's kind of like in in elementary school when you do like show and tell you would bring in something from your home and you would stand up in front of the class and tell about it but they bring over a couple pieces of gear we very very passively um create music and it's kind of uh for lack of better words like a fireside chat where we're creating music here and there and then we'll stop and you know talk about 
what makes us tick in the real world and in real life and life outside of techno. Um, and I've been doing, I'm guessing things are going to go with the COVID numbers. They're, they'll probably start shifting more to Zoom type interactions. And mm. I've interviewed a lot of people that like behind the scenes, technicians and stuff like that in the, on Twitch. Uh, I call that be nice to the technicians. Um, <laughs> just to talk about just to kind of show the importance of these people that are never seen in the on Instagram and they're never seen on out in the crowd or whatever, but they're super important. So I'm doing that. And I, I just, I'm kind of hooked into the, to the Twitch routine. I'm making a lot of music now, which I wasn't before. So it's great. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, and I have some ideas for, I've got a release coming out in December, uh, first one this year. And then We'll be starting a new label, and I'm currently figuring out how much money I'm going to lose on it. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so, park, right? That's the, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what does money mean? Yeah, yeah. Money uh, but yeah, so so lots of stuff. But the the Twitch community is kind of the that's that's home base for me as well and i i want to i want to approach music in the future of being a much more collaborative and communal thing that i think maybe was kind of lost in these last years uh and so i'm hoping to push that and reintroduce that back into into my life at least i think other people were doing it so yeah from from the uh point of view of people like us who are touring you you know you always had the community thing going on when when you were traveling right you you go mm -hmm. into clubs you meet people you have a shared experience and stuff mm -hmm. like that and 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 i think um right now this is probably uh the best way to keep those communities going you know with uh twitch or youtube or talks like this or um you know discord servers and stuff like that you know um bringing it all out of our shells i think a little bit a lot of you know i'm seeing a lot more producers coming out and you know putting their face on the screen you know it's taking away yeah mm -hmm. yeah, I would, yeah like we were discussing before i would never thought i would do this you know and, and you neither no <laughs> but it's good because it's like you know you can you can choose to sit by yourself and and uh, you know just having a uh, you know, just work by yourself in the studio or having occasional phone calls or whatever, but it's more fun to hang out with people who are like-minded and, um, you know, have the audience listening into whatever you're talking about. So it's, I, 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 I like it. It's cool. Nice. So Colin, you, you got anything coming up on the Twitch? I saw that you use it as a promo channel for your, uh, Etmile yeah, thing. As yeah, well. exactly. It's a count instead of some kind of countdown thing. I just, the yeah, first time I saw somebody do that, to be honest. Yeah, it was uh, um, that was actually the um, the guys from Tivoli Freiburg. Uh, they uh, they came up to me like, "Hey, can we actually use your channel to stream the first announcements of names?" I was like, "Well, I, why I not? Don't hate it, so <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's give yeah. it a try." And that's actually the only stream I've done um, uh, in a little while now. It's been very busy behind the scenes with some stuff, but. Um, uh, yeah, what is it? That's uh, the Etmal is actually an interesting one because that's the festival is still happening. It's um, uh, I basically organized a festival for November um, of this year, and it's uh, it's uh, the idea was to have like 24 hours 
uh, split up in like 10 or 12 um, uh, time slots and book a new artist for every time slot and make like very small um, uh, performances that way. Um, then with the regulations, it got split up over two days and then a next wave of regulations, two of the time slots got uh, pulled out, but the event is still happening. <laughs> and uh, in fact, right now I'm kind of thinking of, well, there's still like this empty club for half the night, so might as well just do streams from the location as well. So there's um, uh, to kind of go for a whole hybrid uh, setup that way. Um, yeah, that one's happening. You're actually uh, joining us for that one, Jochem. So that's yeah, I'm that's looking forward be, to that. Oh man, that's should be, be cool. awesome. It's um, uh, so yeah, that's happening. I have um. Uh, we had the uh, uh, the first releases happening um, this weekend, so that I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to finally getting that out there. Um, and then if where I can people had, where can people find it? And um, uh, it's uh, uh, the website for that is still being built right now, but the best okay. way to keep track of it is actually to uh, to, to be in a Discord server itself. Um, uh, and otherwise, on um, I'm, I'm going to be announcing it everywhere. Like by the time okay. uh, that side is up, uh, and people will, uh, I'll make sure everyone hears it. And um, well, yeah, then the next big thing that I'm really, really excited about is uh, is uh, my studio. Like, um, if all is working out the way it should, then I should have uh, uh, like a, a proper built studio. Uh, by December, uh, January of this year, and nice. I'm so excited about that. Right? It's nice. Let me know when the studio housewarming party will be. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be the first to know it for sure. Awesome, uh, great, uh, great, great. Stuff. Yeah, I think I'm gonna make people aware of the the store thing that we're doing. Uh, actually, tomorrow uh, there will be a store live uh, concert at uh, Elsa in Berlin. And it'll start at six and it's going to run until 10. So it's a four hour improvised live jam with, uh, with friends and guests. And um, uh, Robin Kampschoor will be there, uh, Rachel Lynn, uh, Lady Starlight and uh, John Hester. And we will just uh, throw all our gear on the table and connect it somehow and see, uh, see what we end up with. Nice. Uh, so, uh, so that's the plan for me. And... Uh, well, say hello uh, to John for me. He's a an old friend of mine. I love John. He was on your stream, right, before John Esther. Yeah, John was was uh, here last week, I think, or the week before. Yeah, he's a great uh, dancer, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, 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 and a saxophone player. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, um, I think that's a uh, pretty sum. Yeah, that sums it up, right? I mean, the, I would say to everybody who's uh, watching, uh, check out all our. Twitch channels, Discord servers, YouTube channels, and wherever, <laughs> wherever else we are appearing. Um, yeah, join us there. Should be cool. Yeah, had fun tonight, guys. Friendly. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. And the I'll be uh, I'll be doing a little after hours uh, since you guys can't host uh, the after hours. I'll do an after hours on my Twitch. I'll be there, um, buddy. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Nice. So everybody, everybody move to uh, to uh, Kyle's channel now and uh, <laughs> join him there. Sweet. Awesome. We can actually right. rate him, right? I yeah, we're going to rate Kyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rating. Thanks for thanks for having me. Okay, guys. Really nice. Great to speak to you. All yeah. right. Awesome.
See you later. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.